Welcome to another episode of the Alamo City Sportscast. I'm going to be joined here in studio by a special, special appearance here by the one and only Michael Jimenez. There What's he is. What's going on, baby? What's going on? And we also got another special guest here. We got somebody joining us in the studio right now. We have the one and only Christopher Leja from MCS General Contracting coming in, coming in hot. Going to give us some shit to Jimenez. That's right, man. That's right. Everybody thought I was going to go into hiding. Hell no, brother. Win or lose, baby. It's puro pinche Astros a la verga every damn day. Well, yesterday it was puro pinche Rangers a la verga. And you know what? I just like talking a lot of shit because I don't even care if the (laughs) Rangers or the Astros win. I do like watching MLB, you know, baseball. And I've been watching the race, you know, the AL West. And I've been keeping track of what's been going on. And, you know, I got to say. It's still a series, you know. It's a it's series a right series. now, you know. It's, it's gonna be a good series. Man, I told you Saturday, I, I got the Astros in six, so they had they had to lose one at home. You know, that's so. the, that's the thing about it, though, man. You've been giving me so much shit on Twitter right now because you're like, "Oh, Jimenez only shows up for the playoffs when it comes to baseball," because that's yeah. all that matters, dude. Look at no, the Milwaukee no, Brewers. No. Look at the LA Dodgers, dude. The whole 162 game season. Doesn't mean a damn thing. It's and all about the yeah, playoffs. It's all about yeah. being hot during the playoffs. And the and the Rangers right now, Rangers right now, Rangers right now are hot. Now they're also the team that gets really cold too. They yeah, win eight in a row, they lose five in a row. That's what they do. But you know what? The best part of last night's game was that one play where the Astros thought they were coming back into it. That beautiful catch in center field by the Rangers and Fucking Altuve, not tacking, not touching second base or running to first base. And I have a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, who reached out to me, a huge Astros fan. Can you believe that BS call? Like, what do you mean BS call? That's a little leaguer play, dude. You, didn't touch. you know about that in little league. You touch the base. Yeah. It is five they foot six to- ass ran to first base like he was going from third to first. Come on, man. Hey, but that was a beautiful catch, man, by the Rangers, was, man, was dude. You know what? You give that guy ten other tries to make that make that catch. He ain't gonna catch it. Yeah, dude, that was nah, a. Man. It was a, it was a good game, man. I, I I gotta give credit where credit is due, man. Montgomery pitched a hell of a game, you know, and he did his thing. And then the bullpen came in for the Rangers and and ensured the the fucking Astros didn't score. Hey, but didn't yeah, Verlander pitch too? Yeah, yeah Verlander, over, Verlander, overall Verlander had a, a, a it, obviously you know he he took the L, but I mean overall it, it was a good game. For him as well, he was the two runs. He had, he had four hits. I think it was four hits allowed or, or five. Yeah, it wasn't a five. it wasn't a bad showing so, from from yeah, Verlander. No, but it it's... wasn't a bad showing. It, it's just the uh, you know the Astros got on base. You know they got they got five hits. They just couldn't execute and get the runs. So, it, it was it was a perfect night for the Rangers because they 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 survive Verlander on the road. They yeah. have Verlander go out there and throw more than a hundred pitches, and he gets the L. That's beautiful. I, I saw an article. Yeah, Scherzer doesn't take the L. Doesn't take the L when he when he goes up to pitch. So well, I'm not expecting the Rangers to win game two. I'm not. the The Astros have a bit of a a thing. The Astros suck at home. In fact, out of all the playoff teams the that, that that were in there, they had yeah. the worst home record, a losing yeah. record at home this year. Yep. So, so so, but but if you see what they did in the last series, they lost game one. The Astros came back in game two and went on. They lost game two. They lost game two. But they. But if they go down 0-2 and it's going back to Globe, dude. Nah, dude, I, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even worry me because they're a be- they're a better road team. 
They're a better road they team. They are a better road team, so, but you only have so many road games you got to play, baby. At some point, you got to win at Minute Maid. At some point, they, you got to win did. there. Like I said, they won that series. They won the first game. They lost the second game. Then went to Minnesota and handled both games over there and, and won it all over there. That's why I told I told Joe, I go, they're going to win in six. That's that's my that's my take on the series. Going to go go to six games and the Astros winning on the road. I told him they would, they would. I told him they would split the first two games. I wasn't sure if they would win the first. I, I was hoping to win the first one, lose the second one. But it may it may be where they lose they lose they lost the first one, win the second game. You can only tempt fate so much, dude. That's hey, man, but I got to do something real quick, man, because you know what? It was a good sports weekend. Pour you some know. out for the Astros fans. Pour some out, out for the 49er fans and the Pinche Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Pinche Lechuzas Caladas. Oh, I don't Saints. give a damn about them and the Saints. <laughs> and you're here. So you know what? This is for y'all. All of y'all. All of y'all. No me llores! No me llores! No me llores! No me llores! That is the grito of shame right there, man. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It happens. You can't. You can't have winning winning weekends all the time, man. I had. Yeah. I had to take. I took. I took some bad elbows this weekend. Hey, but you know what? Astros lose. Texas Tech losers. I got to tell you, Chris Leha pulled through, though, man. We had a little get together over the weekend. You know, shout out to JC from Special Leaf, and shout out Hell to yeah. Spernandez and Chicana Fuerte for kind of you know coordinating everything and getting everybody together. But man, Chris Leha showed up, and man, the boy pulled through, bro. He oh, brought did. it in, and he threw it down on the pit. Man, he had all the carne. It was on point. I told him it was a little tough. It was all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, <laughs> I'm still looking for my invitation, man. I I ain't got shit. It dude. got lost in the mail. It got lost. Come on, man. <laughs> Screw all of you all guys then, man. It got, it, hey, somebody stole it from your mailbox, dude. <laughs> dude, I am still hungover right now from UTSA. the UTSA game. And beyond that, dude, Jeff Garcia, Ken's Five, Locked on Spurs. Met up yeah. with him after the game. We we went to a couple of uh, you're already drunk and you you're still going out. <laughs> he's still, he was still drinking. We so went we we went to Joe Blues over there at Blue Star. Oh we yeah, went, yeah. We went downstairs to nineteen nineteen, and then we went to some other bar uh, out there in Southtown as we were just kind of going around. And dude, the drinks that I, I posted a photo on Twitter, the drinks he that he was ordering up, right? were fancy, dude. They were he like. Dude, they were fancy, but man, it's been 36 hours. It's been almost 48 hours. You still woke I'm up drunk? Still hungover. <laughs> I had two of those 28 ounce Gatorades yesterday. Did nothing. You need to put an IV in you, man. You need to go somewhere to like that restoration place. Yeah. Pedialyte, bro. Get some Pedialyte. You'll be all right. Got on the Jumbotron at the UTSA game. That was pretty interesting. They allowed you to come out on the Jumbotron? Dude, I've been to three UTSA games, man. And I still can't believe they allow you to go, man. Why? They, they allow you in the parking ass. lot. Uh, dude, <laughs> dude, it's so to funny. To partake of the tailgate. Dude, it's so funny, dude. Everyone who says that they hate me on social media meets love me, me and they love me in person. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no. I, I, hate, I hate you on social media and I hate you in person. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So right now we're looking at Joe and his beautiful face with the Dallas Cowboys hat on. Of course, what, man. One of two things oh. is going to happen tonight. Heartache, dude. Either, Heartache. The, either the Cowboys 
inch closer to the Eagles and Niners, who both lost games last uh, last night, or the Cowboys drop to three and three, and suddenly we're going to have a conversation as to whether or not this team will make the playoffs at all. Yeah. Okay, hey, man, I got a question. Chris. Which 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 one was more shocking to you? The, the Niners losing or the Eagles losing? The Eagles losing because the Niners had reasons to lose. Christian McCaffrey was knocked out of the game. Debo Samuel was knocked out of the game. And Purdy brought them to a winning drive, uh, what, could, what should have been a winning drive. Oh, yeah. Chip shot okay. missed. So that yeah. one right there was like they were overcoming adversity. Jalen yeah. Hurts and gang wetting the bed and seeing uh, <laughs> Jason Kelsey get all pissed off at the end of the game. Uh, that was more tragic than anything else. They lost to the well, fucking Jets, bro. Dude, the Jets, hey. the Jets have a legit defense, and the thing the about passing defense for the well, Jets. Well, is well good. but the thing is about the Cleveland Browns, though. No one's what saying though this. Number one defense in the entire NFL is the Cleveland Browns. You're yeah. gonna be in games if you have the number one defense. The Browns bodied the 49ers. The 49ers come came up and bodied the Cowboys. They got a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, and basically they were just getting bullied, you know. Yeah, Miles Garrett though, though man, I mean players like that, uh, it, it's it's just it's it's a hard out, man, and, and that's the thing. And I know they had a backup, uh, they had a backup there playing at quarterback. I get that, but Purdy did enough enough to to get them to winning position. But you look at the uh, the standings right now: Miami at five and one, Buffalo four and two. Buffalo, dude, the, almost lost. All should have lost. Should have yeah. lost. The Giants there uh, not scoring on the last possession of the first half because they well they they brain farted there. The the uh, you have the Jets there at three and three, and the in the North you have Baltimore at four and two. But look at that Pittsburgh, Cleveland three and two. So we say that they lost to the Browns. The Browns are three and two with the number with, a, a with, with the number one defense in the league, dude. They've given up only seventy seven points in five games. Yeah, hey, Leha, I know you got to get going soon, man, so just let me know. Yeah, yeah man, I'm about to hop out. I got to get back to back on the road and get back to his job site. Jimenez doesn't want to show up in Port Concrete, so, you know, I got to go hang <laughs> Hey, the weather's little, good. The weather's good. A little good. better now. I don't want to show up uh, hungover to do that, but my but but here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Um, Jared Goff for MVP? Oh, man, I don't know, dude. Dude, dude Jared Goff, 5-1? and 5-1. That's... Your Detroit Lions, five and one. And we it, said we said we said last year when the season ended that the Lions ended on a, on a high note and they were they were a good team. So man, they're I don't still know a good if, team. If, it, if it's I don't know if it it should be too surprising to everybody that they're five and one. I mean they they closed out the season last year really strong. Yeah, they got a better they're record than the strong. damn Cowboys. They're almost a, the damn Cowboys are almost a fifty team. Well, fifty fifty the on five hundred. Should I say the Lions are a better team than the Cowboys? Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying Cowboys they are. are. Looking to be a 500 team after tonight. <laughs> you are already. Yeah, dude. I'm done with Dak. He belongs to the streets. I'm done with his ass. Dude, you're going to be paying his ass 59 You know what? I might be a million. Saints fan. If Jerry extends Dak, I'm done. I already said this to my dad <laughs> yesterday. I took him out for his birthday for his birthday uh, lunch, right? Yeah. And me and my dad are talking, and I told my dad, you know what? If Jerry Jones extends Dak Prescott, I'm fucking done. Give me my form. Where do I sign? I'm, I want to be part of a winning culture and a winning team. I'm tired of this shit. I had enough. I'm Jeez, done. Man. I'm done, I done. You, I don't blame you because if that happens, holy shit, dude. That's just going to be a stupid business decision. And yep. just, it, it just proves to you that he doesn't care about winning. 
He just cares about making money. He's about beating the headlines, and that's all he, he cares about the clicks. He sells for Jerry Jones. He sells a shit ton of t-shirts, dude. I might that join. Is, I might just join Bills. Does. Bills. The Bills Mafia, bro. Fuck it. Oh, the Bills Mafia. You know that's not a bad one, dude. That, that's not bad at all. You know, I, I I can see being a supporter of that, but everybody needs to have that Sancha team, dude. You know, everyone. Needs I might have to go. On, I might have to go with the Lions. Fuck, man. The we Lions are good, bro. Yeah. And I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them, dude. It's it's so funny because uh, I was talking to somebody after the the uh, Cowboys lost to the Niners and. The whole idea of being called America's team, I have been saying this for years. If the Cowboys go 30 years without making it to the Super Bowl or even the NFC Championship game, they need to physically remove America's team from their name <laughs> because it is, it is the biggest affront to anything. Because America is not for losers. It's the curse is, is real. The, team. the curse is real with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones does not put in. Jimmy Johnson and that ring of honor, they're going to be a cursed fucking team for eternity. That son of a bitch needs to do the right thing and put Jer and put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. Oh, true. Give him his flowers. He deserves it yeah. while he's still alive, man. Like, come on, yeah, dude. True. What are you doing? True. And, and here's the thing, though. You want to know when it all changed for the Cowboys? When they fired Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> it is yeah. when there was it's when they instituted a salary cap in the NFL. Oh, yeah. The salary that. cap was instituted after the Cowboys won their second of three Super Bowls. They already had the deck stacked in 96, 95, 96 season. And after that, every, when everything got, you know, evened out, and that's why baseball sucks, dude. I mean, yeah. come on. You have certain teams out there that outspend other teams by three or four times, and it's so stupid. But in the, in the NFL, there is parity. And there's parity because the, the salary cap, relatively exists equally across the board. No, you know what it is? And the Cowboys show that in a salary cap era, you need to have smart people in the in the general manager spot. You need to have smart people in the president spot, player personnel, and instead they all have the name Jones in them like they like they understand what's going on. You know why, Amer why the Cowboys are America's team and they're still relevant? And this is the perfect example right here, David Atwater. America loves drama. The Dallas yeah, Cowboys are the fucking basketball wives of the NFL. They're yeah. draped in drama, bro. No, I, yeah, they're, they're the greatest reality show out there. But but that's the thing. At some point, you got to win. You got to do something. Yeah. You know, and, and it's so funny because you have all these people. I do. Anytime I see somebody who's 30 years and younger say America's team, shut the fuck up. You've never seen this team win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you, have to be you, lost Chris. you have to be 35 years old to remember a Cowboys Super Bowl victory. Like, legitimately remember watching the game. So they go to 30 years. What is that? Three years from now? They go 30 years. Stop with this America's team nonsense. I don't care what the ratings say. I don't care about Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and all that when they start talking about it in the mornings. It is an absolute joke. There, there are certain teams that should not go that long without winning. Hey, that, that is that is, that is the Dodgers. That is the Lakers. The Cowboys. The Yankees. <laughs> And then I would I would go on to say that the the only team that is worse than the Cowboys when it comes to all this is the Knicks. Knicks haven't won shit in over fifty years. And when I hear "Oh, New York is basketball mecca," not professionally. Are you kidding yeah. me? What's up, Leha? Because I know you're you're gonna bounce, dude. Let's go ahead and give you some some time here, man. Yeah. yeah. You got uh, got anything in, in closing here? Yeah, man. All I gotta say is. 
I hope the Cowboys fucking lose tonight. Like <laughs> I do shit. too. I hope the Astros and, uh, fucking lose, bro. I do too. And, I hope and, they and, fucking and, lose. And maybe they do. And maybe they win four four in a row because I need them to win in six. Big big uh big poppy said last night, man. He he's he's seven and no in his predictions when it comes to uh the postseason. And uh he has the uh, Astros in six. So I'm hoping that for, for my sake. I'm going to tell you something, man. This is not the same Rangers team. The Rangers have caught fire at the right time. They went through the wild card. They dispatched the Orioles. I mean, they dispatched the the, the Rays the first. first. Then they went and dispatched the Orioles handedly. And now they're 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 on fire, bro, and they're facing the Astros. I'm just saying the, the Rangers are not the same Rangers of old. No, they're not. And I hope I hope their bats don't get cold because – Pitching, pitching wise, is going to be a good matchup every single game. It is, you know. So that the thing is going to, it's going to come down to who, who's going to, who's going to blink first. Yeah, and, I think and it's that, mistakes too, Chris. I think it's mistakes. Yeah. Who doesn't make the most mistakes? No, for sure. Whoever doesn't yeah. make the most mistakes and, and whoever's bats don't get the coldest is going to pull off. Pull off. Hey, but but Chris, pitching wise, like I said, they're they're they're, they're good pitching teams. Both of them. Yeah, Chris, I read a good column the other day. Uh, I want to say it was on SI.com. Saying that the Astros are playing the Astros of five years ago or five or six years ago, and it was saying that the the parallels between when Altuve and all those guys came up in 2016 and were getting really, really, really good. Yeah, it says that the 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 blend of a certain number of veterans and a certain number of rookies and second year players who shouldn't be doing so well kind of came together. The Astros of 2016, that the Astros now are playing the version of them that came out back in the day and i found that to be an interesting parallel no yeah i mean like i said Corey Seager, man, is a hell of a hell of a player you know the, the rangers do have a great lineup you know when it comes to when it comes to their 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 guys on on the field and their pitching man and they got a good good bullpen so like i said i i'm always gonna keep talking smack but i do believe you know they're they're a solid team you gotta give them credit with credit is due you know you can't you can't knock them I will always bring up them choking away in the World Series, no matter what. Well, they can exercise right. those demons in about uh, three weeks, man. I mean, it, it's possible they can if they bring that over. But it's fun watching this here in San Antonio because you have those two Texas teams. Uh, but uh, as uh, we have someone who who is listening to us, uh, David Otwater is coming out saying, "Josh Jung, don't forget, it's from San Antonio, yeah. baby, MacArthur High School, if I'm not mistaken." Yeah, and Texas he, he Tech Red a, Raider. He had a solid game yesterday too, so. Like I said, man, I, I I just hope it's a good series no matter what. And you know, yesterday the score may have been two two zero, but uh, it was it was a good defensive battle. And the fucking Nationals blink first. Yeah, and man. Are giving up those two runs, but you know, we'll see what happens, man. Sorry, Leha, I don't want this to be a a, a good series. <laughs> I want this to be four and out sweep, dude. It ain't gonna be a sweep. I can promise you that much. It won't be a sweep. Well, you only the only thing we're sure of, only thing we're sure of. Rangers aren't being swept. Hey, we we got to put a little bet on it, Leha. Let's bet a case of beer, bro. I, I picked okay. the Rangers to beat the Astros. All right. What you want to do? A case a case of Dos Equis or what? Whatever you like, brother. Whatever you would like, I'll buy it if the if the Astros win. Win, you know. All right, man. You got it. We'll do we'll do it. We'll do a beer bet. All right, there you go. You gonna you gonna get in on this? I want to get in on the Monday night football game, dude. I, All right, I, I, I want to take the Chargers. Come on, are you gonna are you gonna saddle up and and cheer for your your Cowboys? I, I mean, I'm wearing the gear for a reason, bro. All right. <laughs> I'm wearing the gear for a reason. I'll back that shit up. <laughs> we'll get a bad invite by, by the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, bet you a case of beer, Hennis. Let's just do it right now. 
It's a case of beer. Man, you can't even drink a case right now. You're drunk already. Dude, I am so hungry. <laughs> he walked in here drunk. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, man. I'll catch y'all. I'll catch y'all later, later. All right. Thanks, Leha. Talk to you later, All brother. Right. All right. So what are the Cowboys got to do tonight to win, man? And Just... how big of a win is this? Because they're going up against Kellen Moore. They're going up against their former play caller. So you know you got that angle there. Justin Herbert coming in. This is a guy that can sling it for three, 350, 400. You've got on the other side, what's going to happen with Dak Prescott? Can Dak Prescott turn it up and actually turn the season around? And, dude, I'm looking at the stats right now for wide receiver two and three of the Cowboys. Basuda. There's nobody Times there. Times two. Dude, Beyond C.D. Lamb, they ain't got nobody. Brand, <laughs> Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup are useless right now. At least they have been so far this year. You know, Brandon Cooks right now, five games, right? Or four games, right? Seven, he has 70. Dude, you got to be kidding me, dude. He has 73 yards. Brandon Cooks has nine catches for 73 yards on the season. And he's supposed to be your wide receiver three? Not looking good, dude. When you take C.D. Lamb out of the equation, like you said, two and three have not been ideal. They have not been ideal targets. And the problem is that the Cowboys, their running game, it's not all that great. Teams know that if they go ahead and stop the run and they force Dak to throw the ball, bad things happen, man. Dude, Michael Gallup, five games, 180 yards receiving. These guys, okay, okay, 180 divided by five games. What, what is that? That's 36, right? It's about 30, yeah, 30, 36, right? Times yeah. 17. You're, well, your number two receiver is going to get 600 yards on pace, 612, in a 17-game season, not a 16-game season. Just saying, dude. It's trash, dude. Like, those two combined are on track to average to have less than 1,000 yards combined. And you can blame a lot of people, but at the end of the day, it all falls under the coaching staff. Basically, it falls under... McCarthy and him not getting these players prepared the right way oh, dude, for the yeah, game. At some point, it's the players' fault, it, dude. But it's the coach. Isn't the coach coach's responsibility is to motivate these players? It, it can't be the players get the glory and the coach is the one that gets run over. I'm just saying he's under the microscope. Well, he is. He is. And and at at the end of the day, dude, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I and I we talk about Dak Prescott, and I mentioned the fact that he's eight years in. And the guy looked at me, cowboy fan, looked at me and he goes, it's been that long? I'm like, yeah, it's been that long since he came in for Tony Romo. It's been eight years. Dak's not going to get better. He is who he is. In fact, you can go on to say that he's probably going to start getting worse. And before the season started, I thought, you know, Dak Prescott was maybe the eighth or ninth best quarterback in the league. I don't even think he's top 12 anymore. Who are the yeah. quarterbacks that have gone over Dak? Because we knew that the that the better quarterbacks out there were, you know, Mahomes and Burrow and Allen. We knew Lamar Jackson was better. We 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 knew certain players that were out there like they're better. Jalen Hurts the better quarterback. We knew you could name seven or eight and and definitively and say, okay, well Dak is then the next one. But dude, as the season has unfolded. Brock Purdy's better than Dak. Oh, yeah. Jared Goff is better than Dak. Dak, uh, Dak is just garbage, dude. He's garbage. He's a mediocre quarterback. He is now average. Yeah, I, 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 I've always said he was a good quarterback, not a great one. He's no longer a good quarterback. He's an average one. His best year, I think, so far has been his rookie season. 
You know, he came out during his first two seasons and he looked great. After that, he just hasn't looked very good. You know, and you can attribute it all. He had a leg injury. His ankle, when he broke his ankle and whatnot, came back. He didn't look his best the following season, but still, he's still showing you his tendencies. And that is, he's not very accurate. Mm -hmm. He can't throw on the run. He has to stay inside the pocket. I mean, he's, he's just not a very versatile quarterback. And he's garnering all this money. He's just not worth it at this point. You got to move on. And like I said, if Jerry goes ahead and does the stupid thing and he says, I'm going to extend Dak, I'm done. I'm not going to stick around for another four or five years of mediocrity. I'm done. And that's the thing is that you have, they're going to extend him, dude. The, yeah, I'm the, done. And, and it's almost like mathematically so, because I don't know how the salary cap works. I mean, if the salary cap is not like, like I understand the NBA. The NBA is a little bit weird. You got the bird rules. You've got uh, uh, you know certain exemptions, but at some point you can figure it out. The NFL is just so bizarre. But the fact of the matter is that he is somebody who's going to count over fifty nine million against the cap unless they restructure his deal. And I think that Jerry Jones. The problem with Jerry Jones is he is too loyal to some of these players. He is somebody that will look at these players, think that they're. Uh, uh, kind of like a son to him, and it's just bizarre. It is absolutely bizarre. Yeah, we got to do a quick ad read here for our boy MCS General Contracting. You got to go ahead and give him some love. And you know what? We appreciate everything you do for us, Chris. And you know, if you ever need anything as far as your concrete, you need patios. You need a consultation. I know you needed a consultation. Right. He went over to your house and he checked out. You know that little. Uh, patio area that you have in the front that's mm -hmm. chipping away. Told you what to do. Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, telling me when it came to the uh, the, the 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 patio there. Uh, he the, one of the good things he told me though. He said that my foundation was was pretty good, solid. That every yeah. once in a while you're gonna see a crack, but that doesn't mean uh, that the house foundation is bad. He was saying no, this is just kind of a stress thing. It just is what it is. But you can make it look better. Uh, and he was giving me all these different options out there. So MCS General Contracting, I know that they're also working with Cynthia J. Sanchez of J. Par Real Estate because she wants a basketball court put up in her backyard. With the lines. With the and lines everything. and the court and all that stuff. So uh, there are a lot of different things that they can do. You know, they, they do swimming pools. They do parking lots. They do um, foundations for the, the slabs for homes and businesses. MCS General Contracting, 210 seven seven four nine one five five yeah definitely give them a you know a call if you need anything when it comes to your foundation needs parking lot needs and like you were saying if you're a business what's the main thing that you have to have dude we've been told parking, parking lot, lot dude the right parking lot is what's needed exactly so give chris a, a, a call if you ever need anything so one of the things that we got to talk about too man here is not just what's going on with the Astros and the Rangers. And we had the NFL. But UTSA, you were at the tailgate. You saw the game. Yeah. They played UAB. And the thing is, we were watching it over there with JC from Special Leaf and all the other uh, people that gathered for the the little, I guess, little the gathering. Soiree. Yeah, soiree, you know, that we had out there. It was nice. I got to say, it was kind of a little bit of a, a, a more competitive game than people had thought because UAB... And UTSA, UTSA went up early, 21 to 7. Right. You know, and also, and you, you would look, you blinked, it was in the first quarter. I'm like, well, damn, UTSA is on a tear, man. And then UAB made a little game of it and they came back and it was like 13 to 27, I think, near the halftime. And then UTSA came out, 
second half, finally put the game away. Yeah, I didn't feel at any point that the Roadrunners were in danger of losing that game. No, I, I was it, just it, competitive a it, little it, for the first two quarters. It tightened up a little bit, but yeah. uh, you you know you go on there and see uh, what UTSA was able to do, and uh, UTSA was able to run the ball. I mean, that was basically it. They beat UAB 40, 41 to twenty. Uh, but if you take a look at the uh, the some some of the stats there, um, you know Robert Henry rushing for ninety nine yards and Barnes running for seventy six. I mean a combined hundred and eighty three yards on the ground, more than the actual passing because Frank Harris only threw for one seventy one. Uh, Joshua Cephas with two touchdowns. Uh, I I I go back to what Coach Trailer said after they started the season one and three. They said you can think of us as being one and three, or you can think of us as being zero and zero. Yeah. Because all that really matters is the conference play. And they're 2-0. and You know, they're 2-0 and right now. And you take a look at who they've got next. You know, some of the games that they have going up. Uh, a very interesting battle with FAU. And right now ESPN says that UTSA should lose that game. That FAU has a 55% chance of winning compared to UTSA's 45%. Now... I will say this because I've been very critical about UTSA's fans and the uh, Alamo Dome and whatnot. I will say this. The fans have gotten better over the past few weeks. Only 23,000 at the game last time. So it's 23,808. <coughs> they had a game there against Texas State where there's 47,000 fans there. Yeah. It was effing silent. They've had some games out there where there's only twenty three to twenty eight thousand people, and it'd be actually loud. And that goes back to being that there's certain diehards that go that when they are there, are very loud. But when you drop in ten, fifteen, twenty thousand casuals, who are just going there because it's something different to do on a Saturday night, yeah, wearing they, the t-shirt. They're wearing the T-shirt. They don't care who wins. They really don't care. They're just drinking. They're just there having yeah. a couple of drinks. That's what makes the games bad. But there was there was some loudness there. And by the way, I got to meet, uh, before the game started, I got to meet a uh, a player that UTSA is recruiting. He's a tall, white, wide receiver uh, from the Dallas area. And uh, I say he's white because, well, I mean, not a lot of white, wide receivers. He's, he's a, I, you know, I, I can't think of many. <laughs> uh, but he was out there, tall guy, lanky guy, met him and his parents, and uh, they were lost. They were trying to get to the to the dome. And I was like, there's a shortcut this way. Come around this bridge and walk with me. And I uh, started talking to him about him coming over to UTSA. And he was like, man, this is exciting. Um, he, he was loving the, the, the tailgating scene. Yeah. And I, I gave him like a 10-minute tour of what was going on over there. And I felt like I was some sort of UTSA – uh, tour guy you're and, an ambassador uh, i was an ambassador for the school <laughs> and uh no i was telling him i was like welcome should you have know. given him a shot or something man you always carrying a bag of shots or yeah ice chest full of shots i i, I, I barter i brought 40 shots of fireball yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's your barter yes yeah. that's exactly it i'll give you three for for a burger for a burger <laughs> and you know it works though it right does, it, dude it, it does, does who's gonna turn down a shot you know come uh, yeah. on now and we had some 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 comments here in the chat. And look, Tim Gonzalez is saying, UAB quarterback is from San Antonio and Jay, John Jay grad. That's probably why he did. I won't say it, dude. I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> you better not have scared him away. Look at that, Chris Leon. 
Mike, Mo Mike holding his hand. Come on, mijo. Uh, is, is, is that, am I giving it away that I'm brought, that I'm still hungover? Is that what that is? Oh man, dude the the amount of napping that I did coming in and out of those football games last yesterday. You had the Sunday ticket coming in and out of consciousness. Well, yeah, you know it's like oh, it's like, oh the game's just starting. And early for early second quarter, you fall asleep and you wake up and it's halftime. And then you're watching the third quarter for a while. Then you wake up and it's early part of the fourth quarter. I did that the entire night. Damn, the entire you're sleeping night. it off, man. But uh, man, but I don't know what the heck Jeff Garcia was ordering because they came in these little. You know how like like on uh, New Year's Eve you get the the champagne toast and it's this, mm -hmm. it's this little glass yeah that ha it, it, it's go on my Twitter I, I posted a photo is of it, it green no no he was ordering these bourbon drinks okay but they were fancy oh yeah at bar nineteen nineteen and he was telling yeah. me you don't down this one you, oh no you, you, you sip, sip it. on it yeah and I'm like okay okay and I like bourbon bourbon's my favorite uh but he you know he was he he got me messed up dude. Yeah, the other. And thing. I didn't. I didn't feel it till the next day. I got home and I was like, oh, "Fine, let me just walk around." Yeah. But uh, but it was the next day. I was waking up and I was like, "Oh my god, my head hurts." <laughs> it started to hit me. It hit me late. Yeah, it hit me late. AC asked the question: Is this the start of a roofie story? Hmm. <laughs> you got roofied. <laughs> I've been roofied one time. You want me to tell the story? Oh God, man! I think you did tell us a little while back. Uh, so. Back in the day, there used to be a, 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 a nightclub on the Riverwalk called Polyesters. I remember that. Okay. I went there a couple of times with the wife way back when. It was a three-story thing. Yeah, you, yeah. Had the, you had the, the level that was on the Riverwalk. You had the street level, and then you had an upstairs level. And I, I always tell the story because, you know, I, I haven't always been a very religious guy. But I walked into the place with my ex-wife. And it was a weird night because this was back when I was a TV news reporter and I had my media friends and I had my friends from high school and it was the first time I had brought them both together and we walk into polyesters to have a great time. And as I'm walking through the door, I didn't want to walk in anymore. Like I physically felt the presence of evil in the building. No. So I sat down on one of the couches did not drink anything, just kept to myself. And I felt ugly. I felt like uh, anxiety, but the anxiety was, was I just felt evil. I don't know how else to explain it, right? Because I'm not that guy, but that night I was. Finally, I was convinced, Michael, quit being a stick in the mud. You've been wanting these people to get together for the longest time. Yeah. Just go out and have a couple of drinks. Had a couple of drinks. That was it, right? Then I was being carried out the stairs damn to my car two of my friends went to the hospital uh i didn't because i i i barfed it up but we all had um the date rape drug damn. in our system and uh, a friend of mine had a stomach pumped uh, another one uh had to go to the hospital for it all how did they put that much in in all these drinks so and that was the thing they were telling me what police were telling me later on was that that people were and this was around halloween time by the way like the week of Halloween, yeah, that they were squirting it from Visine containers that they put oh, a liquid form in there, okay. and you can kind of just squirt it. So the weird thing was, was that I, as I mentioned, I was a TV news reporter at KBB back in the day, and I went back to Polyesters like four or five days later, and I went to go complain. Yeah, 
because not only did that happen, I had a $700 bill on my debit card when I only got like two drinks. Oh, okay. So somebody was screwing with me on that point. I got the bank involved. The bank cleared it out. And, 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 and the thing about the police was that if I was to follow a police report and say who was there, it was a bunch of media members that were there. And I didn't want to get them. You didn't want to get them implicated. Publicized. Yeah. So long story short, when it comes to it, I got into a verbal altercation with the person who was the general manager of the place or one of the managers there. Then I went to go cover a murder. And it turns oh, out man. he got murdered. And wow. I was at the scene of his murder like four days later. That's, and I'm thinking think thinking to myself, you know, I'm glad that I wasn't questioned about that because I got into a verbal argument with this motherfucker. <laughs> They're going to be like Jimenez. Yeah. <laughs> we got you on camera. <laughs> oh, like who else did he screw over? Oh, my God, dude. That's horrible, man. Hopefully that never happens to anybody. Yeah, dude. And it, it's it's weird because uh, you you know everything that's going on. You can hear what people are saying, but you just can't physically move your body it's like yeah. sleep paralysis but you're actually wide awake yeah that's awful it man it's crazy hey one of the things i wanted to talk about too and there was they were putting it in the chat already colorado they blew that lead on friday night against stanford 29 dude. 29 they were 29 points up you had a 29 point lead and at the end of the day when it's all said and done in overtime stanford beats colorado 46 to 43 you have, i'm gonna look up right now I'm going to look up right now on ESPN because ESPN has their their tally as to like what is the odds of you winning a game. So I'm going to look that up. That was PAC, right? I mean, that, that's Stanford, Stanford against Colorado. Mm -hmm. 46 to 43 in double overtime. Oh, uh, it's a, it was just one overtime. Oh, double overtime. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So check this out. Check this out. So the odds of them winning at halftime, according to ESPN analytics, yeah. was 99 point six a 99.6% chance of winning at that point and by the way late in the game it was still 97% so 99.6 okay so that's like a 1% chance happening that's like that's like 1 in 250 off the top of my head yeah and and look at Stanford's uh, record they're 2 and 4 so the, one of their two wins is against Colorado. Yeah. Colorado's four and three. And, of course, they've already quadrupled their wins from, what, the prior season? Yeah, they're playing with house money. But it's just yeah. one of those things where that's that's that next win because you need to win six games to get into the bowls, you know. And I was taking a look, by the way. Uh, CBS has their bowl projections for this upcoming season. And uh, they have UTSA making a bowl game this year. That would be pretty interesting. They have UTSA taking on one of the Sun Belt teams. Uh, it's it's not a big bowl, even though the the they're now in the the AAC. Yeah. According to uh, CBSSports.com, they would take on Georgia Southern right now in whatever's called the Sixty Eight Ventures Bowl. Meantime, Texas State would also make it, taking on T uh, SMU in the Frisco Bowl. That's the projections right now yeah. with CBS Sports. Dude, we're, we're we're burying the lead when it comes to we we've talked about we've talked about Colorado wet in the bed. We've talked about the Cowboys tonight. <laughs> talked about the Astros and Rangers. We we talked about Altuve wet in the bed. Altuve, yeah. you know, <laughs> jackass. I mean, come on, bro. You're going. You had one leg over the over the base. 
You couldn't touch it, dude. You could just and, tap it. And though? Astros fans complaining, like it's dude, a bad call. It's a bad, a bad call. That's a stupid rule. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Multiple people. They show you that in little league. Yeah, <laughs> the, the coach tells the kids, make sure you tap that base yes. on the way back. <laughs> Why haven't we talked about the biggest sports story of the of the weekend? Let's talk about it. The hard launch that was Travis Kelsey and Taylor oh, Swift Lord, coming man. out as a couple. Why so don't they made it official. They made it official. It was like Facebook official. You know what happened? Yeah, holding too? hands. And all I woke stuff. up this morning and guess what? My daughter, because she's here at home because she had appendicitis. Oh, she had her uh, surgery over the week. Yeah. So she's been with us. Right. She's usually at UTSA and at her dorm. Right. So this morning I wake up and I come downstairs and what do I hear? Fucking Taylor Swift, bro. She's got the whole album playing as she's doing her her schoolwork on the laptop. And she's just there dancing, chilling out, you know? And I'm like, oh, God. If only Jimenez was here to hear this, dude. <laughs> and you know what's so funny, dude? It, 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 it's funny because, like, uh, we have people like um, John Dyer from Spurs and Salsa reach out to me and go, like, Jimenez is a Swifty. Like, that's an insult, dude. Really? Like, it's an insult. Dude, even my little niece on the weekend, we went to see the solar eclipse. She's not little. She's, like, maybe... 18 years old yeah and i asked her straight up i said are you a taylor swift fan and she starts giggling and laughing she goes yes and i'm like their swifties are everywhere bro they're everywhere and there's other musicians out there like 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 do you like dua lipa for example yeah yeah dude i think dua lipa is just smoking hot oh, and yeah, i like cute. her disco music dude she's got a so she's got the disco vibe going yeah, on right now good little vibe to the music you're out drinking yeah yeah, yeah. oh dude dude Oh my God, right now I just got an email. My tax preparer just sent me what I owe the IRS. Oh, today God. is tax day, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, man. Damn. So I just cut a check for $12,586. <laughs> you better not be late with the check because they'll charge you interest real quick. <laughs> $12,856, which, by the way, I take as a, uh, I, I'm okay with it because I thought I was going to owe around 15. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm bracing for 20. If it's 15, I would understand. If it's less than 15, I feel like I've I've done well. And well, it's not a bad, it's it's still you didn't do too bad as you know at that twelve thousand dollar range because I'm sure you have a lot of things you get to write off. Well, no, that was after the write-off. That's after the write-off. Oh, okay. yeah, that's wow. what I that's what I owe. Oh. That's why I don't do my taxes till October. You know, small yeah. business owner, you know, you kind of wait till the end. Uh my sister. Uh, is also in the same boat right now where she's filing her taxes right now. Same tax preparer, by the way. Rose Martinez does an amazing job. Cool, uh, but my goodness, it is tax day. You did mention, by the way, that the solar eclipse that went on Saturday, my daughter woke me up. She's 11 years old and was like, Dad, the, the eclipse. So we went to Techport over there, Kelly Air Force Base, RIP Kelly, right? Yeah. Uh, we went over there, probably about 300 people there. At, at Techport, and they were giving away all the uh, glasses and whatnot. It was great. It was so much fun. I had fun, too. I went to hang out with my sister-in-law and my nieces, and we walked all the way down the street because my she was over there at my mother-in-law's house, her mom's house. So I walked down the street with my nieces, and we go all the way down to Rodriguez Park. We got to keep it poodle, man. Mm -hmm. You know? There ain't nobody there. It's just us sitting down. I have my little Bluetooth speaker. I got the chairs and everything. Rosedale not working? I mean, it's right there down the street, you know? So I'm just like, and my sister-in-law hooks it up with the Miles in the morning and everything. And I'm like, damn, I'm just throwing it down, you know? So I had a good time 
hanging out, just checking out the eclipse. I had the glasses, the whole bit. Took some pictures with the phone, you know, with the filter and whatnot. It was cool, man. We got to see the Ring of Fire, you know? Yeah, that was cool. That, that was pretty bad. Now, bad the Ring ass, of Fire, I, I saw the Ring of Fire over at Bud Jones. So we we were there, and uh, we, we we watched the eclipse early on. So the, the Ring of Fire didn't happen until about 11.55 a.m., and it was like 11.30, and I told my, my kids, they were hungry, so we went to, they wanted chicken fried steak, so I said, let's go to Bud Jones. We're, we're close to the south side, we're at Techport, and people thought it was blasphemous for, for me to say that it was just okay. It wasn't bad. What, the Techport? No, the uh, Bud Jones chicken fried steak. Oh, man, come on, bro. It was all right. It was okay. You know what you should have gotten there, and I, I told you this before. The Mexican plate, they have like a Mexican plate. It's like, I forgot the number. I think it's like number one, number two or whatever. That Mexican plate, they they do it good. Dude. My my kid, had one of my kids had uh, the beef enchiladas there. Looked pretty They're good. On point, dude. Looked, on pre point. looked pretty good. Uh, I, I, I went for the chicken fried steak because I hadn't been to Bud Jones. My God, it's been like 15 years, man. I had been, been there a while. forever. Yeah. And, and so for me to say that on Twitter, I wasn't being like an asshole about it. I was like, it was okay. It wasn't like. I wasn't gonna write home about it, but like, they're like, it's a South Side staple. Doesn't mean it's any good, dude. Taco Cabana used to be good, and it's not anymore. <laughs> Way but back when, chicken fried steak though in San Antonio. Good time, Charlie's. Yeah, tip top. Yeah, I mean, tip top, uh, dude. Even if you go to like Longhorn Cafe, they've got some pretty good chick uh, uh, chicken, chicken fried, fried steak. steak. Yeah, Cora's four seventy one, which is kind of close to Cashville. Yeah, very good chicken fried steak. Very good. Mario hey. Cavazos reaches down and says, Techport Bud Jones is like 30 minutes away. Are you walking? Are you walking? I got there like in nine minutes. Bud Jones has great fish. People are telling me that there's other things that are good there, so I'm going to give it another, another chance. JC saying the food at Techport is pretty good, but pricey. Drink selection needs help. I've only been to Techport uh, a couple of times for an event over there. And you get over there, and it's so weird because the food court gets crowded fast. It does, man. And it is a cluster F, which is yeah. which shows that people are are wanting to be They're there. They're excited to be there, yeah. They're excited to be there. I saw the uh, Boys to Men concert there. <laughs> you were dancing? Were you dancing? No, I did not dance. You didn't do a dance like you did for karaoke? No. Oh, no. man. But uh, it was it was fun. Uh, but no, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Some of these institutions out there, like, like tip top, for example, they had a big fire there and then they re remember then that. they reopened. Yeah. Uh, and then you see, speaking of fires, isn't that what happened at Chris Madrid's? Yeah. It burned down. It burned down and they had to rebuild it. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, it's still good. And I'd rather have Chris Madrid than like 90% of, of, of restaurants out there that have burgers. It's just not the same. Something's different. Yeah. Something's the same off. thing can be said for Apetitos, the one that's right yeah. here behind the churches by John Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It burned down, and it, they had to rebuild it again, but it was just never the yeah, same. Do you know what it is? Is that they have brand new ovens and brand new fryers. They don't have that seasoning on it. Yeah, it, it doesn't have that 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 old vibe. It, it just tastes cleaner. Dude, you know, it's, it's all about burgers, man, because uh, it's getting to lunchtime right now. Um, Chester's. Will oh, always yeah, dude, do it for me, good, man. Chester's Hamburger Company also on on Babcock Road does a really good job. Diana's, yeah. which is same family as uh, Chris Madrid. Diana's uh, near downtown, uh, uh, west of downtown, does a very good job. Um, man, there's a lot of good places here in town when it comes to things like that, man.
Hey, one thing that we got to share too, man. Our 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 friend here, friend of the show, Tex Mex Frank. He did it right today, man. Yeah, I saw that. Poco fresco. Today. I saw that earlier today. <laughs> so describe what's going on here. You got the uh, the uh, Tower of Americas uh, with the uh, the serape. The serape. There you go. There you I, go, I was trying man. to find the word. I was trying to find the word. Uh, that's pretty cool, dude. Uh, people reached out to me about my shirt from uh, Bear County Social Apparel. The uh, the two six two 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 six six three two three two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, I had people reach out to me and go, "Where did you get that?" I had to tell them, uh, you know, because they know. If you're a certain age, you know. Yeah, you know, you push that button. To, with the Frost Bank time is. <laughs> there used to be another number for another thing it was two two three three two three two. I remember that, which was Sports Talk San Antonio. Yeah. And it was basically uh, all the NBA and college football scores. So weird that we had to call, you know, back in the day. Dude, I I tell the story about like what it was like. And that's why um, the the, the age group, you know, you talk about like all the different generations. You have Gen X, Gen Z, Gen whatever, millennial. But I'm a firm believer in that zennial time frame and some people say it's 77 to 83 yeah but i really think it's closer to 74 to 84 it's a it's a it's a micro group where you were the first to do something like the internet you know i remember when they rolled the internet out to holmes high school my junior year of high school it was a big how to do dude and you, he had to sign up for like dude i'm gonna be on the internet wednesday at three like oh my god yeah what am i gonna look up <laughs> and 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 it's it's just different man you know um Dude, I, I remember, dude, growing up, we used to have this one TV where you had this knob that you pulled out to turn it on, but the knob kept coming out, so we had pliers sticking out of it for, like, three years. Yeah. You had to go and, and, and pull the plier and turn it up, and then if, if, if the pliers were missing because my dad was actually using them, you had to lick the, the pinkies and put your fingers in there and try to snap that thing out. Yeah. God, man. Our kids will never know what it was like, man. Well, yeah, and okay. I feel like an old man saying that, man. Look at this, Mario Cavazos, dude. You would call for movie times. Remember, you had to look at the oh, newspaper. Yeah, movie phone. Yeah, and you had to look at the newspaper. Let me see what the movie times are like, you know? Dude, speaking of movies, dude, after the whole thing at Bud Jones, I was telling my kids, let's go to... Um... <laughs> oh, my God, man, Chris. What's that? <laughs> he lay high. Look what he's putting up here. Uh, he you were at John Jay the on the internet. <laughs> looking for nudes. Paige Peronic. Paige Peronic. That was not Pace Bronner. Who would have who would have been the hottie back then? That would have been oh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Well, but she was a teenager. Like who was the twenty five year old back uh, then? I don't know. You probably got Virginia like the mom, Mad- Virginia Madsen. Or you had like the that. models. To uh, what's her name? Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. And- yeah, but she wasn't doing Pacino. Stuff. Nah, nah, she wasn't. No, uh, I was trying to find a movie for the kids this past weekend. Hey, nothing out there right now. It's all horror or or Taylor Swift. They that, have- that's it. You haven't seen my wife got addicted over the weekend watching that new Goosebumps series. I don't know where what streaming service it comes out on. Yeah. But that one's pretty cool to watch with the kids because it's not a lot of there's not cochino stuff in it. Yeah. It's it's like one of those that's made for like the tween, young teen era, you know, age group. I think you could watch that with the kids, man. Hey, but they also have something that I saw on tw- on Instagram. Somebody was sharing a photo of like a Nightmare Before Christmas themed area that they have. And I know that they're doing something at the art museum where they have a Nightmare Before Christmas exhibit right now, you know, for Halloween. That's something I'm I'm wanting to go and check out with my with my kids because they, yeah. they love that movie. 
So if your kids are like into that claymation kind of thing, that Tim Burton stuff, you should take them there, man. The Tim Burton stuff's interesting, man. Yeah. You know, from back in the day. Um, I still go back to when Netflix dropped Wednesday last year. Yeah. That was really good. I've gone back and revisited that show. I've watched the second and third time. Uh, Jenna Ortega was amazing. In oh, yeah. My wife watched it. Now, I watched an episode or two, and then I had to get back to work. And I was like, yeah, oh, it's not bad. You know, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Catherine Zeta Jones, you know. Hey, one thing's that one of the things we got to go ahead and give a shout out to here, man, is oh, the OG herself, man. Miss Thighmaster, Suzanne Pour some Summers. out, man. Suzanne Summers, she spent, I don't know how many years already battling breast cancer. I think it was yeah. like 20 years already. It was 20 years, yeah. 20 years. Can you imagine? And she even came out on Dancing with the Stars. You know, it, I mean, and, and it's 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 it, it's the whole thing about breast cancer scares the living crap. Cancer sucks in general, just cancer itself. But but Suzanne Summers, you know, she's been bat battled it for twenty years. My aunt in California has been battling it for twenty years herself. Uh, it is brutal. It is it's brutal awful. because. Uh, you know, you go into remission, you feel better, and then boom, it comes back. And then, and you then it feel comes better, back with the vengeance when it comes back. Yeah. yeah and, and that's a, a very, very scary thing. Some people are are blessed, fortunate enough to have it done with, and they, they get it. They, it gets caught, yeah. they get treated, and it never comes back. But then there are those unlucky ones where it comes back, goes away, it comes back, it goes away. Suzanne Summers, uh, for so long, she was, what, 73 years old, 74 years old, around there? Yeah. Uh, she, she was would, still kind of young. Yeah, and uh, she was known not only for uh, Three's Company. She had that show Step by Step in the '90s. That was that was uh, one of the beginnings of TGIF on ABC. Uh, she was known for her Thigh Master commercials. commercials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now you you take a look at Three's Company. Let's talk about Three's Company real fast. That that was ahead of its time, bro. It was kind of controversial when it came out. Dude, the two shows that were about. Uh, a lot of about, sexual about, innuendos in that the, show. The two shows about gay men, or the or something to that effect. Yeah, were that one and Bosom Buddies, which was oh, with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, Tom Hanks back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. both of those shows way ahead of their time. Yeah, and and if you take a look at it, um, I mean, it was it was Jack Ritter. Yeah, Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper. John Ritter was his name in real John life. Ritter. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I got it. Got it. Confused there. Um, it's still funny, dude. It's still it, funny. It's still funny. The 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 Regal Beagle, uh, Larry. Larry the neighbor. Larry the neighbor with that shirt of... <laughs> open, always was showing the taco meat with the gold <laughs> chain. And then and then at some point Chrissy went away and they brought in Terry. And, yeah. Uh, and then they had her her cousin. I uh, forgot her name already. Yeah. yeah. But they had her on there too. Yeah. The only one no one ever looked at was Janet. And then Janet yeah. was like, yeah, she's just there. Good girl next door. You know, yeah. the, the, the blondies were the ones to do it. But they were also known for that. Uh, and I yes, I have 9,000 photos of me doing this, by the way. So I'm not ashamed. It's stupid. But any anytime I see flamingos, like at the Flamingo Hotel oh, in Vegas, you got to do the flamingo pose and do the turn. <laughs> oh, so I swear I have a photo of me doing that. Oh, my God. I have several photos of me doing that because I do it every time I go to Vegas, baby. You make your way over to Fling Flamingo. Look at Tim Gonzalez, my favorite show, show step, step by step. step. Now, Tim, bring it up. Step, uh, talk about step by step. There was a a teenage girl. I was at the same age. Yeah, yeah. I believe her name was Stacy Keenan. Keenan, Stacy Keenan. Stacy Keenan. Oh my God, dude. Okay, uh, it was between Kelly Kapowski in my in the mid nineties. Stacy yeah. Keenan for me was the early nineties. Yeah, and then the late nineties was uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh man, that was that was my run through of my nineties. Your television, television crushes. By the way, <laughs> there used to be a show on TBS, 
and I can't find it anywhere. It was called Rocky Road. Rocky Road, huh? It was about this family that owned a they owned a, an ice cream parlor that was kind of like along the beach. For some reason, that show always comes to mind. Hmm. And I can't find it anywhere. It's called Rocky Road. I have no idea how many seasons it aired, but, but that was around the time when you would watch Charles in Charge. Oh, I remember you know, that. It, it was the show immediately after it, and that was a good show. Wasn't it kind of weird that they came out and it's like Charles in Charge, the the Scott Bale? Yeah, he was uh, having an affair, like he, a love relationship with one of the the co stars in there. That was kind of portrayed as one of the kids that's supposed to be a teen, you know. So I'm taking a look at it. Rocky Road appeared in uh, was was from 1984 to 1987 on TBS, but it showed for several years thereafter. So I wasn't watching this in 87. I was watching this like in 90. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was it was the reruns that, that I was probably watching. Uh, but that show really got that girl Stacy Keenan also came out in a short-lived sitcom called My Two Dads. Oh, there you one? go. There you go. Because her mama was a hoe. She didn't know which one was a dad. Which, by the way, <laughs> between my two dads and uh, three men and a little baby, <laughs> both of those movies and TV shows could have been resolved by DNA testing. Exactly, it didn't bro. exist back exactly. then. Dude, we're having a Stacey Keenan. You got to call, call up a photo. I'm going to call it up. You know, now, it's a little bit grody because it's like, you know, you know we are 40-something years old now. But back in the day, Stacey Keenan was the thing, man. She was. And she was low-key the thing. She wasn't like, you know, um, you know, she wasn't like the sex star. She was the girl next door that everybody was in love with. Uh, look, I got a good picture of her, dude. And here it is. Let's see this. By the way, do you know what she is, what she does now? What's she doing? She's a deputy district attorney in Riverside County, California. Jeez, man. Yeah, and look, there's a picture of her. I was telling you, my two dads. You see that right <laughs> <laughs> We were in love with her. Mario Kovacic is out asking no 90210 or Dawson's Creek. Dude, it was all about Party of Five for me, dude. Party of Five. Party of Five, dude. I used to have... <laughs> Nev Campbell. If you want to talk about me having game back in the day, oh, God. I was at Texas State, or what it was called Southwest Texas State at the time, and my friends and I would have party of five parties and, and 90210 and Melrose Place parties. And we'd invite people over. And it was like 80, 20 girls, right? 80% yeah, yeah. 80, 80 girls would show up because you're having a party revolving around what they want. They weren't going to show up for a Monday night football party, but they were going to show up to watch Dawson's Creek. Okay. Uh, but Dawson's Creek with Katie Holmes. Uh, Michelle Williams was also in there. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Gonzalez, I bet these youngsters listening will be like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? For real, bro, they're not going to know. They're too young. <laughs> they're too young, man. Dude, Stacy Keenan. Oh, my goodness. I, that, that just brings back some memories right there, man. I forgot the name of the little uh, brunette that they had on that step-by-step. -step. She was cute, bro. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was beyond It was beyond the, the blondie. Yeah, the, like that was her sister or something like that. She's cute, dude. Yeah, and then and then throughout this whole process, by the way, from the late 80s all the way to the mid-90s, uh, Kelly Bundy, you know, oh, was in the yeah, Applegate yeah. from Married with Children, was also the thing. That's also. where they had everybody was making fun of that one thing that they had on Married with Children. The new Alante. Oh, Remember that dude, little dance? Dude, my, my, my <laughs> wife, whenever we walk oh, around man. and we see um, the, there's a car called the Alante. 
the Elantra. The Elantra. Yeah. Every time I see it, you know, I go, say it, babe, say it, say it. That's kind of funny. The new Elante. <laughs> if people don't know what the fuck we're talking the, about. The, the new Elante was when she was modeling for a car and yeah. she had the name wrong and she would do this new and she would like like sexily, you know, go from standing up all the way down to 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 I don't know, she would dip all the way down and then she would jump up and down and she'd be yeah, she'd be jiggling. Elante. She'd be jiggling. <laughs> Man, they can't do that show no more. Not not in today's society. That married with children, bro. Yeah. It was like well, Ed O'Neill from that show. Is he better known as Al Bundy, or is he better known for being, you know, the the patriarch of modern modern family? family? Yeah. Because both shows ran for a decade. Yeah, you know, you can arguably say that he's better known for one or the other, and and for him to have that type of career, that range, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's was great. Cool. He, yeah, he was great, dude. But Al Bundy's always how I'm gonna, you know, know him or remember him, dude. That show was hilarious, dude. Him giving shit to Marcy all the time, <laughs> all the time, bro. Like you can't say those things. My anymore. question is this though: He always turned down sex from Peggy. Oh yeah, bro. Peggy was bringing it though, man. I mean, she was, she, dude. She was wanting. Like, why was he so tired of having sex with her? I guess because he's just been with her for so long. And then one of the episodes that I thought was hilarious is he's sitting down after a long day of work and he's just like so tired and he, she's just talking to him and he's just like, shut the fuck up. Like he, <laughs> he's done with her, you know? Yeah. And then there's a knock at the door and she opens the door and it's a model from Victoria's Secrets. And she's like, yeah, um, we're looking to see if we can get a you know, carpool. And he's like, oh, yes, ma'am. You know? <laughs> and then she goes, do you have any other of your hot friends? And she's like, oh, yeah, we just all are going to carpool with you on your way to work. And, of course, it wasn't even nowhere near his his work. You know, it was off the route. But he was so excited. <laughs> you know, he was then popped you had, up. You had Bud Bundy, who was also a hilarious character. There was another show on Fox um, with Bobcat Goldwing. God, what was the name of that show where he was a dog? Which one? What was it? He he was a dog. Uh, let me see. I'm looking. I'm looking it up right here. Um, Bob. Okay, I want you to Google something real fast because he was in because uh, he was in this TV show, and the problem was not not so much that there was a problem. There was a girl on the show who at the time. I would argue was hotter than anybody on TV. Anybody on TV. What was the name of the series? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, is is un, Unhappily Ever After? Her name was Nikki Cox. That, Google Nikki Cox. N-I-K-K-I-C-O-X. That girl in the 90s was smoking hot. And I would say that she was a I would venture off to say that she was a one seed in the 90s, <laughs> but seed? no one knew about it because no one watched that shitty show on Fox. So you're looking her up? Yeah, I got it. There we go. Bam. Bam. There she is. That was a one seed in the 90s. Easily a two seed. She was married to Jay Moore, the comedian. Really? She was. And apparently he's gone off to say that she was crazy. <laughs> the wackadoodle. All, all the all the all the hot ones are yeah, crazy. The, the crazy look, dude, come on, man. In the nineties, that was it right there, dude. That was it right there. Damn. 
You don't remember that show? I probably just br- briefly saw it. It was a, it was a dog that could talk, or the the dog was the narrator. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, it was. It's just like that stupid Disney show that came out way back in the day, Dog with the Blog or something. My kids would watch <laughs> it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Dude, anything with a dog is stupid, dude. Air yeah. Bud, come on, man, come on. Oh, look at that. Yeah, Tim Gonzalez is saying, yeah, Joe, the sister on Step by Step, I believe she had was she had the brown hair. Definitely had a crush. I'm telling you, man. We haven't even gotten into Winnie Cooper. Jeez, dude. Have you seen her lately? Dude? Oh, I she's know, dude. She's gorgeous. Hot, dude. That means she's going to be hot forever. <laughs> <laughs> if she's still hot at our age, she's hot yeah. forever, bro. I'm just like, wow. Hey, we also I just wanted to go ahead and share this, too, because today, Jeff Garcia, he went ahead and released a new episode of the Locked on Spurs podcast. And yours truly is, is the guest for today's show. So I'm going to be sharing that on Twitter's on the Twitter's later on or the X, you know. But yeah, we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff. We're t- we're talking about Victor Wembayama, how he looked in preseason, these first two games, kind of previewed the Spurs and Rockets game that's going to be happening later on this evening as well. So definitely go ahead and give that one a listen. Uh, you can go ahead and check it out at Jeff Garcia, you know, on his uh, X, his Twitter handle, and it's at Jeff G Spurs Zone. So make sure you listen to that. And you can also listen to it on YouTube. You can go ahead and check that out, too. Yeah, and Jeff Garcia also pointed out the fact that uh, there will be several players missing for the Spurs in tonight's preseason game. No Victor Wimanyama, no Devin Vassell, no Trey Jones tonight as the Spurs take on the Houston Rockets. Again, the regular season starts in a week and a half. Yeah. And uh, people were giving me crap on Twitter because I was mentioning the fact that a lot of people bought tickets to this game because they want to see Wemby play, and already he's being pulled. It's load management. Already. And I called it a middle finger from Pop to the fans. Yeah, and I th- it's not just him. It was several other players that aren't going to play as well. I will. This is going to be me this season. I will not buy a ticket to a Spurs game until I see the injury report that day. Yeah. I'm not going to buy tickets to a game a week in advance, two weeks in advance, a month or two months in advance. F that dude. I want to know if Wemby's going to play or not because though because that ticket is worth twenty times more in my mind and in my heart. Yeah. Than if he's not playing. Yeah, you got to come with me on the weekend because I got some you know season tickets for the upcoming yeah. season Saturday game or Sunday game. I mean, especially it. if it's a Saturday game, you got to come with me, dude. I might be drunk by the end of the night. There, hey, I might be drunk before we get there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was the name of that bar down downstairs. Uh, Rock and Brews is that still? There? Oh yeah, the Rock and Brews is still there, dude. It's lit, dude. Yeah, it's the it's the best bar on the east side because the only one that's there. The only one that's there, exactly. <laughs> no, they got another one that's down the street. I forgot. I think it was George Gervin that owned it, but I don't even know if it's open anymore. <sighs> Dallas Cowboys tonight in action. Monday Night Football taking on the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Uh, the spread has been going back and forth, man. Chargers, Cowboys. Who you got tonight? Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I know I'm just put, setting myself up for punishment, but <laughs> I, I like the Cowboys. And right now, uh, looking at the spread, they have the Cowboys by minus 1.5. It was minus 2.5, so that means the money going towards uh, the Chargers, Chargers right now. Yep. Um, Over-unders at 50.5, so the Cowboys are at minus 10, and same thing with the Chargers. See, the one thing that I will say about them playing over there is that L.A., you have a lot of cowboy fans over there. They they do this the trading camp at yeah. Oxnard, which is basically an hour drive from SoFi Stadium. Um, 
So you have that going on. And then you have the fact that the LA Chargers don't have a fan base in LA because they're <laughs> from San Diego. Yep. So there'll probably be just as many people cheering for the Cowboys, if not more. It's going to be a quasi-home game. Um, but it's one of those things. Can the Cowboys put it all together? Can the Cowboys actually execute an offensive plan that is not as predictable as it's been the past few weeks? The Cowboys have been going out there. The play calling's been shit. It's been horrible. They've been running when they should be passing. They become predictable on their first downs. I'm just like, I mean, it's Some, bad. Somebody needs to step up at wide receiver that is not named C.D. Lamb. <laughs> Go and catch a ball, just man. Just somebody. Run a decent route. I mean, where's that been? You know? Just go out and run a decent route. And Dak, feel free to throw off your left foot. <laughs> you know, because none of this fading away off, you know, throwing it off your right foot. He's looked like Uncle Rico, dude, from, was it, the <laughs> freaking uh, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite, Dynamite bro. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. I have to take the Chargers tonight. I have to. I have to. And then you have that, that battle between Kellen Moore's play calling versus versus uh uh mike mccarthy um i'm gonna take the charters tonight and we're gonna have this conversation as to whether or not the cowboys are even a playoff team at this point if they don't win tonight i mean they're already three and two if they don't win tonight they're going to become a 500 team at three and three mm -hmm. latest standings from the nfc east cowboys are right behind the philadelphia eagles who have a commanding league because they've only lost one game i believe they're like five and one, five and one. you know cowboys are going to be arguably three and three and three after tonight you know if they win helps them a little bit more but they're not going to win the division there, there's no way they're getting past the hey, Eagles. vegas had the over under of the cowboys before the season started yeah. at nine and a half yeah now i knew that was not going to be the case because the eagles are a better team yeah. than the cowboys yes they lost against the jets but that happens when you're a good team you lose against some of these lesser teams like they said any given sunday it can happen. And congrats to the Houston Texans knocking out the Saints yesterday. The Saints, yeah. Uh, that was a game that was close. Hey, Saints were at, knocking on the door near the end, at dude. At no point did I believe the Saints were going to win that game. At no point. The uh, the Saints' red zone offense is just as bad as the Cowboys' red zone offense. Mm. That's the problem. You get it. You, you, you can march it from the 20 to the 20, but if you can't get those next 20 yards, you ain't going to be winning a lot of Done. games. Yeah, we're going to have to start bringing the show to a close because I'm going to have to start getting ready to, to hit the the login button over here at work. But before I do that, I want to go ahead and give a shout out here to Jeff Garcia, who is a sponsor of the show. So let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to the Locked On Spurs podcast. It's your daily Spurs content that's coming out. And he's going to be back on the horse again, releasing episodes every single day. And you can yeah. catch those episodes on YouTube. And you can also look for the release that he goes ahead and puts out on his Twitter, which is at Jeff G Spurs Zone. So if you're looking for your daily Spurs content, go no further. Look for the Locked on Spurs podcast with the one and only Jeff Garcia. And today, again, uh, you guys are, are previewing in the preseason game uh, tonight against the Rockets. So we have that going on on Jeff Garcia. Uh, again, daily content, but it's, it's a lot of interesting content out there. Uh, he has a story about Dominic Barlow and his upside. Dominic Barlow played a lot of minutes in the uh, last preseason game. Yeah, so he did. talking about that as well. So, uh, But shout out to Jeff Garcia, Locked On Spurs, and Kens5.com. By the way, the Locked On Spurs, not only available on YouTube and on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts, yeah. but oftentimes 
It's on Kens5.com itself. Yeah, right on the website. Yeah, I've been on there a couple of times. But this has been fun. Yeah. Do it again. Hopefully on Friday. Go Rangers. Yeah, go Rangers, man. I, want just, I just want the Rangers to win so they can get a commanding 2-0 lead. Yeah, and then the Astros are going to be like, well, we got two. That, that, that's what they're going to do. And yeah. I'll be like, yeah, we knocked you guys out. I really think it's going to go six. It could go, cool. it could go seven. But if the Astros are playing at Minute Maid, it's not going to end well. Man, the Rangers, though. God, that's the streakiest team in all of baseball, man. They just got fire at the right time, dude. They caught fire, man. But I think that's what it's about, you know. It, look at the Astros. You know, when they went in the wild card, they caught fire at the right time, and they just rode that streak all the way to a World Series. Dude, when Chapman gave up that that uh, long drive to center field yesterday, I thought, oh, my God, the game's going to be tied at two. But if it, had, if it had been hit 15 feet to the left, it's it was, out of the yeah, park. Out of the park. But dude. because of the minute made is, is so stupid and how it's all designed. It's tiny. But 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 like that part of center field is so much deeper than the rest of yeah. it. And uh, that timed jump in the air to catch that ball. That is team of destiny stuff right there. That doesn't just happen. No. That that is not that is not only something that you that that propels and motivates the team that that got it. And and by the way, the replay of the bullpen behind him, all the Rangers players in the bullpen cheering, oh, cheering when, it, when it happened. And then you see how dejected the players were for the Astros. And then you see Altuve forgetting to touch second base and making his way over to first base. Standing there on first. And you know what? When he slid into first base, replay that, sh that, that play. Yeah. When he slid into first base, it's almost as though he knew he fucked up. It was an awkward slide into first, like a damn it slide. He knew he messed he up. He knew he didn't touch the base. He knew he was out. And that's why you have the, the the replay there. By the way, the game was over in two hours and 53 minutes. Yeah. I was excited about that. I was excited about that. Let's go ahead and see if we can get it. Yeah. I, I just want to see the. No, that wasn't it. Oh, yeah. Here, I think this is it. Let me check. No, that's an old one. I'm looking for the most recent one. So when he slid, he slid in there. This is it. He, the way that he slides in, tell me you don't think that he was not like 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 he like he knew for a fact that he messed up. He knew for a fact that he messed up because when he slides into the bag at first, it's an awkward slide in. There he is. It was an awkward slide in, and when he got called out, he knew it. He knew it. What a leaping catch. Look at the way he slides in. Okay, they, they, they cut away. He slid in kind of like, you know, when you slide in, you either slide downward Look, or They're going to show him upward. again. Look at how he comes back. He looks like a little kid, dude, out there on the field, man. Small. But the way he slid and turned around. He knew he fucked he up. He knew he fucked up. Yeah. He knew he fucked up. He it, did. It, 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 was, it was the body language of that slide was there. But again, that's an early game today. It's going to be like at 3 p.m. Look at there. Perfect. He didn't even touch the base. Look. Oh. Uh, uh, the Little League move, dude. Little League move. I can't stand Jose Altuve. <laughs> I can't stand him. Most punchable face in all of baseball.
Chris Duell is a big fan of Jose Altuve. He's always screaming his name, and I bet you on this one, he probably said, Jose Altuve. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, screaming his praises. Hey, hey, good thing. I was I was arguing about the fact that the uh, game's at 3 o'clock today or whatever time. 345, something like that, yeah. Um, But uh, we could watch that game and then watch the Cowboy game. It, it's like, you know. You might be watching back-to-back losses, right? <laughs> <laughs> For both Dallas-based teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pour some out. All right, my man. This has been fun. All right. We'll see you boys on Wednesday. Take care. Be safe. We're out. Peace. Late.